It's a great pleasure for me to be here today and uh, address this distinguished audience. It's the first time I participate in uh, Capital Link Invest in Greece Forum. Um, as uh, you all probably have noticed, we have, uh, as the new Greek government is pursuing an extremely ambitious energy agenda in the context of the Paris Agreement and uh, a commitment to uh, climate neutral EU by 2050. Our objective is to establish Greece as a regional energy hub in the Balkans and southeastern Europe. A couple, of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, we presented our national energy and climate plan, which provides for concrete measures and policies that will transform completely the Greek energy sector by 2030. We are deeply convinced that implementing these policies will have a great impact in our society by stimulating the economy and generating growth and new jobs. More specifically, we have committed over the next decade to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 42% compared to 1990 levels, increase the share of renewables in the energy mix by to 35%, and increase the energy efficiency by 38%. The cornerstone of our strategy is the full delignitization of our electricity production by 2028, as the Prime Minister announced also this morning. We will do it in a front-loaded way. We will close down the majority of the lignite plants by 2023, and uh, we will close them because it makes sense economically. They are generating about 300 million losses for our energy company, PPC, every year. And uh, we will do it because it's sustainably uh, the good thing to do. Um, so we will act decisively in that front. We also um, think we want to create uh, investment opportunities in the areas that are currently uh, um, uh, having this lignite plant. So we will prepare a master plan for the region of Western Macedonia and for Megalopoli and Peloponnese. Uh, we will prepare this master plan by the summer next year, and we will give special advantages, investment advantages for these regions in order to move their economies and uh, diversify um, their economies away from lignite. Our renewable and energy efficiency targets are um, quite ambitious. We accompany them with strong policies to make sure that they are properly implemented. For renewables, we plan to invest eight gigawatts of, uh, uh, have investments of eight gigawatts over the next 10 years. We will uh, um, uh, completely um, uh, uh, change the licensing regime. Renewable licenses take over seven years on average in Greece. They will, um, the whole uh, licensing regime will change with the target to have licensing within two years. The renewable uh, framework will make sure that uh, includes storage. So tariffs on hybrid solutions uh, will be developed in the first six months of next year. And um, uh, all other accompanying measures and policies, for example, for introduction of offshore wind or offshore photovoltaic will be developed um, in the next year. Um, Energy efficiency, we heard from the previous panel the importance of uh, having energy efficiency buildings. There will be a carotid stick approach. So there are important legislations coming along, including from Europe, but not only from Europe, on the energy efficiency of buildings. 
it would be necessary uh, for the sector, um, both for private households, but particularly for commercial real estate to comply with new standards of energy efficiency and infrastructure for e-mobility. And at the same time, we will introduce new incentives uh, for investments in, in buildings, private households, commercial buildings, and industrial buildings. The bulk of our reductions of greenhouse gas emissions over the next 10 years will come from investments in, the energy, in energy efficiency, in, particularly in buildings. Um, we are a young government uh, since July, but we have proven that we can move decisively in many fronts, uh, not only in planning a different energy mix, but also in taking actions. We announced this morning the um, uh, opening of an expression of interest for privatization of DEPA infrastructure. Uh, we passed the law at the end of November, 28th of November, and the tender is uh, uh, already on air 11 days after. Uh, we will privatize practically all activities of the state in the gas distribution, gas retail, and wholesale sector, keeping for the state only a couple of international projects. And uh, we will uh, move decisively in other areas as well. We have passed a law um, at the end of November to create an arm's length relationship between the government and PPC, our energy company, uh, electricity company. This is uh, breaking a lot of taboos. Um, civil servant status will uh, be eliminated for PPC employees and uh, art, uh, procedures, government procedures for procurement for PPC will be eliminated. So PPC will be acting as a normal company competing in the Greek market and uh, get a basis also to compete outside. One of the issues during the crisis is that the government and a lot of the private sector or the big at least uh, uh, companies, they turned inwards. And what we want to ensure is that we not only turn around the project, the prospects of these companies, but also make them look outside Greece. So I'm sure PPC uh, will get its space uh, and with a good and professional management, it will be a success story. Now, uh, we are also taking care of a, a lot of infrastructure that will ensure um, the connection of Greece to the rest of the Balkans and the rest of the regions. So the IGB, the um, gas pipeline uh, connecting Greece with uh, Bulgaria uh, is moving ahead, is being built as we speak. Uh, the FSRU in Alexandrupoli, a new LNG terminal, uh, uh, will, will allow the export of uh, LNG uh, from, and of gas all the way north uh, through to Bulgaria and Romania, creating a diversification of routes and, and sources of gas, not only for Greece, but for the region. And new pipelines and connections will be sold off uh, for Greece and its northern neighbors. This will cover gas, but increasingly, we will put emphasis on electricity. I signed uh, 10 days ago an MOU with the Italian government, uh, committing, for example, to, among other things, to ensure an upgrade of electricity connection between Greece and uh, Italy, and uh, investments from Greece 
in the electricity sector, infrastructure investments going north to uh, North Macedonia, Albania, and the whole of Western Balkans. So a lot of, um, let's say, policies to support energy transition. Overall, we expect uh, that over the next decade, 13 and a half billion euros is, expect, is going to be invested in gas and electricity networks, much of it in regulated assets, earning uh, uh, good returns and attracting primarily private investment. Overall, for the energy transition, including energy efficiency and all the other measures, in our strategy, we estimate 44 billion of investments over the next decade uh, spread all over a number of uh, sectors. So um, I think um, we would be happy to discuss in the panel uh, details about uh, uh, different transactions, but we are confident that we create the framework for an ambitious energy transition um, policy in Greece based primarily on private investment and not for a change on the role of the state. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Minister. So if I can have the panelists, uh, every please uh, come and uh, take over, please. And then we will have a group photo together with the minister. Wonderful. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, honorable ministers, uh, ladies and gentlemen in the panel and uh, in the audience. My name is Yuri Bidesioanu. I'm a partner in Potamitis Vekris Law Firm in Athens, head of project finance, energy and infrastructure practice. Uh, I will be moderating this very exciting uh, panel. Uh, I, I, my ambition is to, to, to be able to take questions from uh, the audience and make the discussion more uh, lively and interactive. We'll see how it goes. Um, uh, just a few thoughts, introductory thoughts from me. Uh, Comparably to other sectors, the Greek energy sector was, uh, I believe, the least affected by the financial crisis over the last 10 years. Uh, Greek banks continue to finance renewable energy projects. The sector's actually NPL ratio was, uh, I think, the lowest in, in, in all sectors in the economy. Uh, significant investments of foreign capital were made in renewable portfolios, in electricity and gas infrastructure and utilities. I bet that some of the investors are sitting among the audience today. As we speak, M&A activity predominantly with respect to renewable portfolios is, is surging as we speak. As investors are able, still able to, to lock double-digit returns in an environment of otherwise negative interest rates. Uh, what is more, as um, the Deputy Minister uh, said before, uh, a few weeks ago we had the presentation of the National Plan for the Energy and Climate for the next 10 years. This is up to 2030. Uh, the plan admittedly aims very high. The targets in, in certain cases are even more um, uh, ambitious than those set by uh, EU, as for example, in the reduction of uh, CO2 uh, and the participation of uh, renewable projects in, uh, in the general energy mix and the electricity generation. Uh, of course, 
I would say that the cornerstone of, of, of the plan uh, is the target for the full abolition of lignite uh, as fuel for electricity generation by 2028. 20, uh, At the same time, uh, from the beginning of the, of the new year, the International Maritime Organization will implement a new regulation for a 0.5% global sulfur cap for marine fuels. And to, to achieve all these targets, a lot of, a lot of things can be done uh, in between. Uh, we have the, uh, the anticipated launch of the new um, uh, target model for the energy market. market. Uh, this will be a new model that will combine exchange-traded uh, contracts with uh, bilateral over-the-counter contracts. We'll see how the market will embrace this, uh, this model and, and, and in what direction it will uh, move to. Uh, we have the interconnection to the main grid of non-interconnected islands, crit uh, par excellence, uh, which will unleash uh, a, a very significant renewable energy potential. Uh, we'll have investments in uh, gas-fueled uh, electricity generation, which are necessary uh, to substitute for the uh, decommissioned PPC's uh, lignite-fired units. Uh, investments in uh, pipelines and gas storage, and so on and so forth. Uh, as the Deputy Minister mentioned, the uh, envisaged size of investments is around 44 billion uh, for the plan, more than 20 billion of which are earmarked for electricity generation that is both renewables and uh, gas-fired, and the expansion of existing infrastructure, networks, and storage for electricity and gas. Uh, this presents uh, tremendous opportunities for, uh, and challenges for uh, all the players. Uh, for the incumbent PPC to, to find its, uh, its new role in the new landscape, for uh, uh, major energy, domestic major energy corporates to uh, establish their strategies and capitalize on, on, on their strengths, for private equity and energy groups to buy into the market while still uh, early, and for of course for banks and, uh, and financial investors to, to respond to the call for funding, and, and we see that the needs are very uh, significant. It appears that the next 10 years will be very interesting years uh, for, uh, for, for the energy sector. And uh, with, without further ado, let's turn to the, to the panel. Uh, we have very distinguished uh, panelists among us. We have Mr. Uh, Harry Sahinis, CEO of Athens Water Company. Uh, we have uh, uh, Andreas Chiamisis, CEO of Hellenic Petroleum. Uh, we have Ms. Eleni Vretou, Executive General Manager, Piraeus Bank Corporate Investment and Corporate Investment Banking, and Mr. George Stasis, President and CEO of Public Power Corporation. I would like to start from Mr. Mr. Harris Achinis, the CEO of Athens Water Company. And as it's, it's your first time that you appear here in the Capital Link Forum, uh, I invite you to tell us a few words about, about your, your company. Okay, thank you. Actually, it's uh, my, my first time here as uh, uh, CEO of uh, uh, the water company, ADAP, 
I've been here before in, uh, when I was running DEPA and uh, yeah. <laughs> other companies and uh, uh, when, when I lived in the US actually. But anyway, the, the, the idea here is to talk to you about ADAP and because ADAP is actually the first time that it's presenting here, um, to tell you what ADAP is all about. ADAP is actually providing clear water to 45, uh, 4.5 million inhabitants in the Athens greater metropolitan region, the, the region of Attica. Uh, so that's pretty much about 45% of the population of uh, all of Greece. Um, and we bring water through an aqueduct that's about uh, 200 miles away, 250 miles away, uh, into Athens, into four water treatment plants, uh, distributed uh, to the four and a half million uh, inhabitants. And then we also take the wastewater from these inhabitants and process it through the largest uh, wastewater treatment facility in Europe. Uh, and what comes out of it is, again, clear water. Uh, and uh, so we have clear water on one end of the process and clear water on the other end of the process. And as a result of that, the beaches of Attica are beaches that you can swim in, uh, something that you couldn't do many years ago. Um, now, if we go a little bit at the financials, just to get you a sense of uh, what the business is all about, uh, our revenues are 300 million. Uh, our EBITDA is uh, roughly 80 million a year. We have 400 million in cash. We have no debt, and we have 50% dividend payout. So just keep these characteristics in mind, and then we can talk about those uh, a little bit uh, later. So that's roughly a general description of the company. Okay, and uh, as far as I understand, uh, water utilities are a, a state, uh, state-steady businesses. Uh, what, what is the case with, uh, with, with ADAP? Well, yes, generally they're steady-state businesses, but uh, this is an exciting time for us. Um, there are quite a few things happening uh, almost at the same time. Uh, we are in the process of renewing the concession that we have with the Greek state. Uh, so we expect that process to finish within the next five months and uh, to get a, a concession for the next 20 years. Uh, and along with that, to get an, a, a contract for maintaining and operating the aqueduct that uh, brings the water from the mountains all the way to our water treatment facilities. So that's one important thing. Along with the new concession, the regulatory environment will change for us, and we're going to move into a RAB-based model. Uh, and uh, so it's a new thing for us, and it's, uh, we're going to work with the RAB and the WAC, the weighted average cost of capital, and uh, which will lead us to have to think about uh, our capital structure and whether it is the optimal capital structure that we have, since we have that 400 million in cash, uh, and then figure out uh, what, what we're going to do with that. Uh, we are a new management team. I've been at ADAP now for five months. Uh, there are certain areas that we want to uh, improve, uh, and we have brought in consultants uh, to help us improve in the following areas. One is we want the financial process to be faster, so we're working on that. Uh, we want the procurement to be better and more flexible. Uh, we want to identify both the owners of the buildings that we're serving, but also the customers of the buildings that we're serving, because that has significant value for us. 
uh, we want to look at our IT systems that are older and they're not talking to each other and invest in that. And also in the human resources capital that we have and make sure that we have the appropriate human resources capital at the appropriate positions to, to, to know that we're running an efficient and effective company. So we're working on all these things and we're also embarking on operational optimization of both of our water operations and our wastewater operations. And that's something we, we want to see the operational indices uh, reach and then go above the averages of the European Union. So that's, uh, those are some things that we're doing. Additionally, uh, we are embarking on a, a capital investment uh, uh, plan. Uh, the, we need to build the wastewater uh, network infrastructure in the area of eastern uh, Attica. That is a major uh, issue because uh, that doesn't exist right now. We're paying fines to the European Union, so we're embarking on a five-year project, which is a 650 million um, euro investment, of which 90% of that is financed by the European Union. Um, we are going to start investing into smart meters. Um, uh, also start investing into our network replacement. We want to start replacing about one and a half percent of the network every year as it is getting older. And um, uh, finally, uh, we want to move towards an environment where the company is a zero carbon company. So we're investing quite a lot in renewables, uh, both uh, using, because the water comes from the mountains to Athens through gravity, we want to see if we can use that uh, for generating electricity. We already have some small um, hydro power plants on uh, that aqueduct, but we want to do more of that. Uh, we, we are looking into um, uh, floating pho photovoltaic uh, plants also and other ways uh, to ensure that we reduce uh, our uh, carbon uh, footprint. Um, so that's about okay. what's happening. So it's quite exciting. We're quite busy with all of this, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, thank you, Mr. Sakinis. Uh, I will now uh, turn to Mr. George Stasis, uh, the CEO of uh, Public Power Corporation. Uh, some, some people say that he has the most difficult job on, or, or in, in, in Greece uh, to, to, to turn around the, uh, the company. Um, we understand that in, in, in a few days or or weeks, we're going to be announcing your uh, new detailed business plan. So uh, we'll not be asking for spoilers here, but maybe for some teasers. Uh, in that sense, um, how does uh, PPC pe perceive its role and Greece's role in the, in the transformation environment of, of the global energy markets? Okay. Hello. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, the invitation today and the opportunity to share with you some of our ideas. Um, the Minister gave a very good introductory speech speaking about all the energy transition uh, for the world and how this impacts uh, Greece as well. Um, there is a definitely need to take action with regards to climate change. This is clear, I think, for everybody. On the other hand, no matter all the actions that have been taken till now, still the globe is getting warmer. So in a way, Although lots have been done, we haven't done enough as well. So we need to move faster. This is the first point. In such an energy transition, this transition will, will impact everybody. Uh, but the pace and the destination of such energy transition will not be the same for every continent and for every um, 
country. We shouldn't be allowing ourselves, I believe, uh, to have an environment which will think that people might think that this energy transition is good for some and bad for the others. This is not what it is all about. I think the energy transition is a huge opportunity for everybody and has to be advantageous for everybody. In that stance, Greece is taking a brave step with this new energy and climate uh, plan announced. And likewise, PPC is doing the same. PPC is committing that uh, the latest by 2028 will not burn any more uh, uh, lignite and is moving from the last to the first position in the, in the European Union. Actually, we will be doing a much more accelerated uh, lignite phase-out plan, shutting down uh, all the existing units by 2023. Uh, and uh, this is made possible, and that I think is the most important point in such energy transition, and this is the opportunity. This is made possible because technology nowadays is giving us the possibility to do so. So technology has advanced in such a way that uh, we can do this transition in, in an economical, beneficial way for our company. And this is how we are looking at it. And on, on this stance, we will be moving our uh, business plan. And, and, and how does this translate into more, let's say, specific strategies when it comes to, to, to look the, the national plan for energy and climate for, for public power group? public power cooperation? Um, as you said, we are going to announce our business plan on uh, coming Monday. Uh, the, 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 actually, the budget of 2020 and the strategic guidelines for uh, the following years, uh, and an investor call as well. And while by the end of January we will hold an investor day to announce the analytics and the details of such a plan, However, the main pillars of this uh, transformation plan that we are putting in place is to put PPC back on track in such an energy transition. And what does this mean? It means that we will change our generation mix. I've talked about the lignite phase-out plan. This will be substitute in, in, uh, in, uh, in the majority of it through renewables. So on one hand, we will have the phase-out of the lignite. On the other, we will be um, improving and investing much more on renewables. The second thing will be the digitalization of our network. Uh, we need to keep in mind that the network, the grid, the distribution grid was uh, built to do something else, was building, was bringing through the transport network and distribution the, the big production of energy from somewhere else far away from the city, inside the city. This is not the... the, the the, the role of, of a modern new network, it has to be and, uh, and give the possibility to, for a decentralized generation. So you have many different, different ways of producing energy with renewables. So the network has to be digital enough in order to be flexible enough in order, in order to give this uh, advanced new energy service to its customers. So in that stance, we will be increasing our investments in the digital uh, part of uh, the network talking about smart meters, uh, digital controls, automatic controls, GIS, CADA systems, etc. And the third pillar will be the modernization of our uh, supply, uh, selling of energy and value-added services. We will try to improve the customer journey of the customer, uh, um, the journey of the customer in whole, bringing in the center of our strategy uh, the customer and his needs by providing new modern uh, services 
and advanced, service, uh, advanced serv uh, energy services as well. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Schiamsis, uh, Hellenic Petroleum is, uh, is an all-around uh, energy player. Uh, my, but my first question will focus on the refining business. Uh, we, we see that the national uh, plan uh, imposes obligations to, uh, to, to reduce CO2 emission. How does this affect the refining business? And also, uh, are you ready to respond to the, uh, to the new regulation of International Maritime Organization uh, as to uh, the, the uh, sulfur fuel, fuel cap? Thank you very much, uh, everybody. Welcome to this um, <clears throat> session. Um, I think it's been told uh, uh, by George, by the minister earlier, that um, we are in the process of transitioning from um, what we have today as a fossil fuel and hydrocarbons-based um, uh, energy supply mix to something which is going to be cleaner. And there are some ambitious targets which have been set by uh, the Greek government to, to that respect. Um, however, answering the, the, the specific question, um, in terms of refining, we see ourselves with um, uh, three different um, roles to play in this transition process. The first one has to do with um, our own business as uh, a consumer of energy. Just to give you an idea, in Greece, if I'm not mistaken, the, the total energy demand for uh, talking about electricity is around 55 to 60 terawatt hours uh, a year. Um, just to give you an idea of our own consumption, if you were to sort of translate the refining um, business consumption, I'm just talking about Hellenic Petroleum, we are at about 14 terawatt hours because we consume 10% of every uh, barrel of crude that we, we produce, we, we, we process as energy. So our own fuel, our own efficiency, energy efficiency is, is very important. And to that um, uh, effect, we have taken a lot of steps, uh, which uh, I won't bore you with numbers and statistics, but uh, uh, effectively, what we're trying to do is to reduce our energy, our own energy consumption by something around 10 to 15 percent over the next uh, five years. And that makes sense not only because of the environment, but also from an economics point of view. The second role that we have is uh, as producers of energy products. And that's where the, the, the shipping fuel comes in. Over the last uh, 10 to 15 years, we've seen a transition from um, um, the, the uh, existing fuel base in terms of quality to something which is cleaner. The last uh, uh, proliferation of that, the latest proliferation, is the transition to a very low sulfur fuel oil uh, product for shipping, which comes into play January 1st, 2020. Now, that is uh, something which um, I'm uh, very happy to confirm that Hellenic Petroleum foresaw a number of years ago and invested in producing products which are compatible with what uh, the international um, economy and the consumers will need. Uh, and to that effect, we are probably one of the very few refining systems in, in the Met that will be able to produce middle distillates, which is marine gas oil uh, for the shipping business, 
in, in numbers that is, because there is a lot of uh, uh, refineries that produce uh, gas oil. We will continue to be producing high sulfur fuel oil, which is um, a fuel which is effectively 60% of today's shipping business. However, it will only be sold to ships which have scrubbers. So ships will be able to supply themselves with high sulfur fuel oil in Piraeus. And we have uh, started the production and sale of the very low sulfur fuel oil product, which is the 0.5 sulfur content product that you refer to. And I think we're probably one of the first in the Med to be able to supply the whole uh, range of, uh, of shipping fuels. So that's an example of how we see our own contribution to developing a cleaner energy products late. The third parameter has to do with the portfolio. And even though we are in refining and we are quite big in refining, just to give you an idea, only 40%, 45% of our business is actually within Greece. The remaining is exported into nearby markets. We have embarked on a transition um, uh, agenda, which means that over the next 10, 20, 30 years, uh, Hellenic Petroleum will have a, a reasonably sized portfolio of uh, renewables and, um, and cleaner fuel types of business. I won't be announcing anything material now, but over the next uh, um, few weeks, I think we will be able to make such, uh, such announcements. And, and uh, as Hellenic Petroleum, through its participation in, in DEPA and Elpedison, is a major uh, player in the gas sector, uh, I mean, how do you view developments uh, in, in, in that respect? Well, <clears throat> Again, referring back to the, to, to the environment, because it's always uh, very useful to make strategic decisions with, um, uh, which are fact-based. We were talking about the energy transition agenda, and there, there are some key points that we all need to share. Uh, there are various versions of how, how the world will look, but one thing is uh, common across all versions. Lignite is being phased out. Now, whether it's gonna be 2023, 2028, or later, I don't know there are people who are more experts than me to answer that question, but it's actually been phased out. It's also a fact that uh, we have renewables, uh, when we speak about Greece, taking up about uh, 35 to 40% of the capacity, of the energy capacity in, in the country, which means that people will be investing in energy. It's also a fact that uh, we expect that about 50% of the total energy supply will be coming from hydrocarbons in liquid form, so from oil. That leaves a significant part, which is the natural gas um, part of the equation. Now, natural gas we see as, um, as a cleaner type of, of fuel, cleaner compared to um, uh, crude oil, uh, and it's seen as a transition fuel. So transitioning out of lignite into renewables Natural gas will provide this bridge in terms of capacity, in terms of stability, in terms of a number of parameters. We are already engaged and involved in the natural gas business through our 35% shareholding in DEPAM. Earlier today, we announced the intention to uh, sell alongside the Hellenic uh, Republic Asset Development Fund uh, our 35% stake, so 100% is up for sale for the local infrastructure business. Just to avoid any confusion, the main transmission system, DESFA, 
was sold um, about two years ago. So we're talking about the local loops and the local, the last mile delivered to the customer. Uh, clearly, we are interested and we have um, communicated to the markets that we are looking to engage more actively in the natural gas business. That does not have anything to do with the infrastructure, which is a regulated asset-based business and has a conflict with our other businesses. So we cannot maintain that investment. When it comes to the commercial activities or international trading activities, clearly that is an area that we will um, look into with uh, a lot more interest uh, in the future. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Vretou, uh, you, you, are he, you stand here as a representative of, of the Greek uh, banks, and uh, I believe that uh, all eyes are on you as you are expected to bankroll uh, a large part or the largest part of that 40 billion euros that uh, are needed to implement the, the targets uh, set out in the uh, national plan. Uh, my question is simple. Tell, tell us what, what do you like and what do you dislike in, in, in the energy sector? And, uh, uh, your preparedness to, 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 to bankroll investments required. Sure, sure, thank you. So I would say that it is indeed true. I mean, it's not just that there is expectation that the Greek banks will finance the future growth of energy or the transformation of energy that we see coming up. It is true that the Greek banks have financed almost exclusively all the investments and the privatizations that have occurred in the Greek space over the years of the crisis. And it is a big responsibility for us to continue to do so. What we do like around energy is that you mentioned before that, for instance, like you know, in the renewables assets, which we see the big opportunity given the need to phase away from lignite, is that this has been a particularly resilient portfolio during the crisis. So there's like, you know, plenty of track record there, like you know, why a Greek bank or any bank for that matter should actually trust and invest like, you know, for the future growth of that. Uh, what we also like is that clearly this is an asset that attracts a lot of foreign investment, a lot of interest, like you know, from foreign, like you know, uh, people who don't just look at around, like you know, acquiring the opportunity, but they also look to invest fresh capital and try to expand this further. So that shows that, like you know, Greece is at a pivotal, like you know, the Greek energy sector is pivotal for the economy, and the Greek, like you know, banking system is core to that. What I would say as, uh, is in addition to that is that we're looking with very great interest in new developments in the space. So, you know, when we talk about energy, almost everybody thinks about renewables. And, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting to, to state here that, you know, of all the Greek banks, Piraeus Bank has the largest funding portfolio and exposure to the renewables, uh, commanding 1.4 gigawatts of installed capacity. So this is about one third of the market, about 30% of the market right now. But, you know, there are other developments. So, you know, one of the things that we are looking at is, as you said, like, you know, is the energy efficient buildings and how we can support not just, like, you know, the big corporations, but also the individuals who look to get, like, you know, the energy certificates and move to the next era. We're looking at the big infrastructure projects, like you know, the interconnections with the islands, but also the ones about the cross-border interconnections, because that puts, like, you know, Greece in the central of, like, you know, the bigger region, like, you know, the bigger, like, you know, um, environment. So overall, like, you know, I'd say that like, you know, the energy sector does present plenty of opportunities and it's extremely attractive, it's extremely interesting for us. What we don't like uh, is effectively what we would not like in any single opportunity. So based like, you know, people like, you know, who are not willing to service like, you know, the debt. We don't like a never-evolving licensing system, even though we do welcome the new initiatives by the government. 
but you know what we look to do is that we would like to have a stable environment so that that will attract investment. How, how, how do you feel about the, the, the new target model and the, the, that price discovery now it will not be made only in an exchange in the market but on, on a bilateral contract by contract basis will this affect somehow your, your, your approach you will have to re relearn let's say well, I think it's, it's not about, like, you know, I'd say revolution, it's evolution. And, you know, I think it's a change that, like, we would all need, like, you know, to follow, like, you know, and watch very closely. Uh, and we probably need to adapt, like, you know, around, like, you know, principles, like, an appetite according to that. But I would say overall that, you know, we should not be resistant to change. And we should welcome any new development that would, like, you know, basically make this new environment a little bit more competitive. Uh, and allow more players in the market, like you know, with uh, with a lot of like an embracement uh, and engagement. So, and I think Andres, you want to say something while I was speaking, or not? <laughs> no, no. Okay. I so I'll add later something. So um, I'd, I'd say that you know we are looking also like with great interest, like you know, the new, the evolution of PPC as an integral player. Uh, and I think like you know, what PPC will do will form the entire energy like in the power and utility space in Greece. So it's pivotal. It's, it's a very integral to, to all of us. Thank you. And I think we have the time for a couple of questions from the audience. Does uh, anybody want to, to ask something? Please, the gentleman. Uh, please state your name and your organization. Sure. Um, my name is Walter Jones. I'm with Morgan Donaldson based in Washington, D.C. I have a question. It might actually be a clarification. But is there an independent power producer regime, an IPP regime in Greece? Can, can, you, can you please repeat? Because the, is there your a, question did not reach us very Is clearly. there an IPP regime in Greece? In other words, can independent power yep. producers yep. come and produce power in Greece? Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there is an IPP regime. It's been there since, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 2002. In fact, Hellenic Petroleum was the first one to start a 400 megawatt um, uh, CCGT plant in Thessaloniki. Now we have two with uh, Edison, EDEV, um, as an IPP producer. And um, the, the regime is there. I mean, you've given me the opportunity to, to, to comment on a couple of things that uh, were discussed earlier. First of all, the stability of the framework is very important for IPPs. And I can, um, I can share the experience because as Hellenic Petroleum, we are pretty much the, the, the largest organization um, in, in, in our sector in, in the Met, in uh, Southeast uh, Europe. And we are the most extrovert because we do have the, uh, the need to compete with international players. We're not in a protected market. And we do export more than 50% of our products and import 100% of our feedstock. We don't have... Um, um, get crude oil uh, in, in Greece. When you are trying to attract investment from international investors, it's very important to have the rules of the game well set out and stable. They may be right, they may be wrong, but you cannot change the framework um, significantly. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, I think Eleni mentioned the stability during the crisis which is partly correct, because during the crisis there were two haircuts of feed-in tariffs for renewables. Mm -hmm. So if you were an investor sitting here in, in, in New York and investing two or three or four hundred million euros in Greece, you would see 
with an expectation to get 15, 20, 25 percent, it doesn't matter what the expectation was, you could probably get in less than 50 percent of what you originally expected. That is wrong. We were, as I said, the first one to invest in IPPs and we're still struggling to see the financial benefit of that investment. And that is something that we all need to take very seriously because if we are aspiring to transition into a no lignite based um, supply mix, then we need to provide a, an adequately stable uh, and reasonably worthwhile from a financial point of view framework for CCGT producers and for renewables, of course. So, yes, the answer to the question is that there are IPP uh, players, and I think that uh, the transitioning out of Lignate will support the business a lot, and I think PPC, which is the most uh, serious uh, and, and uh, experienced player in the energy provision in Greece, transitioning out of Lignate will allow us, as a market, to overcome some of the legacy issues that we have um, experienced in the past. I think so, problematic, uh, I'm, I'm wrapping up, problematic uh, history, but um, very, very optimistic about what's going to happen in the next five to ten years. Thank you all. I think we have uh, used the allocated time. Thank you very much. Okay.